You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. Well, it's Friday. I am in the roving Farm Bureau studios. I'm Charlie Winfield. He's Bart Gregory. This is our Tracks Plus Deep Dig. Getting ready for week nine of the Southeastern Conference schedule. Mississippi State making the trip down to perennial powerhouse Baton Rouge. And Bart, as I think about this series and I look at the pitching matchups that have come out, and I see that the Bulldogs are starting Evan Sierra in game one, I have two thoughts. Number one, that's exactly along the lines of what I would do. You could pick your person. And the second thing I would say is, young Evan, great moments are born from great opportunity. Oh, yes. The miracle quote may be our best option against Paul Skeens. Who knows? Crazy things happen in this game of baseball. You never know what's going to happen tonight. But I'll tell you what, if I'm a freshman, you talk about a growing up experience. Friday night, Alex Box, you got the top overall pick, which should be the top overall pick going against you on a Friday night. And like you said, tonight is a great opportunity for Evan Sierra. What we don't know is how long that opportunity will last. I think if I'm Chris Lamonis, I'm looking at this a couple of ways. And the first reaction I had was, I wonder if you're telling your team, hey, guys, we don't think we can beat Paul Skeen, so we're not going to throw Cade Smith against him. And then it occurs to me, these are educated people. They're not idiots. They know the score. Paul Skeens will be the best Am I going out on a limb to say this? He will be the best pitcher we have faced this year and probably by a factor of two. All right, I'm going to take it a step further, Charlie. I'm going to say that Paul Skeens is the best pitcher that we may have faced in the last 10 years. And I don't want to overstate this because I know we went against Kumar Rocker two years ago and Jack Leiter a couple of years ago. But looking back at Luke Hochaver, who used to pitch at Tennessee, I always thought that Luke Hochaver was maybe one of the best pitchers that I ever saw who looked like he was major league ready when he pitched against us in college. What Paul Skeens looks like, and some of the guys I've talked to around the league, and and what they say about their players is when they come back to the to the dugout and they say, you can't simulate this at all. You can't show you can show me as much tape as you want to show me. You can read the scouting reports, but until you see it, it really doesn't take effect because the guy is 6'6. He's standing out there on that mound and his mound presence, he's a big leaguer. I mean, he he's a and I'm not trying to overstate this at all. He should be the number one pick in the draft. The Pirates, if they want, if they pick the first in the draft, they should pick Paul Skeens. He is a dominant generational type of pitcher because it's nice and easy at 97 and oh by the way his slider and his changeup are wipeout pitches and so yeah his numbers are crazy 
but I think just the overall intangibles, a guy that started at the Air Force Academy, who's got a real good head on his shoulders, who has great mound presence, he has got every tool you need as a pitcher. Okay, so let me ask you this question. And that's a Bart Gregory line, by the way. If you know Bart Gregory, you know that if you're having a conversation, you're going to get a, okay, so let me ask you this question. So I'm turning the tables on you. Who is having the more dominant year? Because we have now gone a couple of minutes deep into this show and haven't talked about Dylan Cruz. Who is having the better year compared to their position, Dylan Cruz or Paul Skeens? I think it's 1A and 1B. I mean, they're very similar because, hey, you look at – you mentioned Dylan Cruz, great year. I mean, the guy's batting four fifty seven, which is unheard of, 13 home runs. He's walked 51 times. His on-base percentage is six oh seven. He's getting on base 61% of the time. And then Paul Skeens in 72 innings. He averages two strikeouts an inning. That's closer-type numbers right there. 72 and two-thirds, 139 strikeouts, and he's walked 13 guys all season long. And so, to me, those should be your top two picks in the draft, which is crazy that they're playing on one team. But I still think from a major league standpoint, setting your program – I just think that uh, your organization, an organizational type of player, Paul Skeen should be your number one pick and Dylan Cruz should be your number two. And how about this? We sit here and we talk about Skeens and we talk about Dylan Cruz, who, by the way, his OPS, on-base percentage plus slugging, is almost 1,400. I mean, that's, that's unheard of. But here's somebody we haven't mentioned and if it weren't for the fact that you had a Skeens, if it weren't for the fact that you had a Cruz, we'd be talking about Tommy Tanks, Tommy White, the transfer from North Carolina State, hitting 382, 17 home runs, a slugging percentage of 780, an on-base percentage of 442. And here's what I think about when I look at Tommy White. I get diff- very, very different style of players. But how many times have we talked about in 1981 – that if there hadn't been a Bruce Castoria, we'd be spending much more time, even than we are, talking about Mark Gillespie. Is Tommy White their Mark Gillespie? Yeah, they complement each other so well. And if you take Dylan Cruz, like you said, off this team, I mean, he's the guy you're talking about, which is kind of amazing. And, hey, there's no, I mean, there's no secret about how LSU built this team. And – I mean, you can go into great detail. There are a lot of rumors. Now, if the rumors are correct, if the rumors are correct, I would never allow my son to buy a Marucci baseball bat. But those are rumors. I'm just saying they've got a lot of great talent that they have amassed down there, and it's very top-heavy. Now, a lot of people say, hey, if you get past Paul Skeens and then you get you know get past their Saturday and Ty Floyd, that you know, they may be susceptible and they've had some injuries in the bullpen. But don't that, let that fool you. This is a talented roster with stars at the top of their roster. Okay, I got to get into it, and I know people are a little bit tired of hearing about it, but it's a fact, and quite honestly, if um, – If I were in charge of a fundraising effort for NIL or I were impacted by a university or related to a university impacted by NIL, I think every single conversation, every single solicitation, 
to the point of people telling me, shut up, I don't want to hear about it, would involve name, image, and likeness. And, uh, look, LSU didn't – look, this team didn't break any rules. This is not criticism in the least. It's But this is – what we are going to see on this weekend is what you are going to see for teams who go all in. Is that a fair analysis? Yes, you are. And what they're doing is it's different. You know, people are treating the transfer portal and NIL differently. Some guys, you look at Arkansas and you start thinking about NIL and what they did in building their roster. They built their roster for a lot of different guys who are good players. LSU went after the great, the elite players, trying to amass an all-star team, and that's essentially what they did. So, and I know we've already moved on past that series, but I think it bears saying again, you and I last got together on our Sunday coffee, of course, Strange Brew Coffee House, bringing us that Sunday coffee every week. And during our Sunday coffee, before game three, we talked about this team that Arkansas puts on the field. That is an NIL team, but it is a very, very different kind of NIL team. And honestly, I would tell you that if you're trying to build a team in college baseball, Dave Van Horn's probably the guy who had it figured out really well. They took a guy like Bolton at shortstop who can't hit a lick, but he can field like he's dang Ozzie Smith over there. At third base, they're just absolutely gobbling up everything that comes over there. They got a lot of pedestrian, just ordinary guys, but they've got guys who can do something. They got guys who get those strikes. They got guys who can defend the field. That is one type of NIL transfer portal team. And don't be mistaken, Arkansas was a heavy transfer portal team. We're actually not. But when you look at LSU, man, this is this is the Yankees. All right, this ain't the Marlins. This isn't the uh, – the Tampa Bay Rays that's going to try to work the cap. This is the L.A. Dodgers' approach, and they have gone all in, and I'll be honest with you, they have had some significant success, significant. Dylan Cruz, of course, is a guy who's been there. He's really good. Tommy White's new. He's great. You can go down through the list, but here is the thing I think I would be saying. If I had spent a bunch of money on this LSU team, hypothetically, I think what I would be saying is that when it comes to pitching, we got a great number one. We didn't get a bunch of great number two, threes, and fours. When you start to look at this LSU team, when you look at their league ERA among guys not named Paul Skeens, you're up in the sevens. Now, the good news is they can hit their way into a lot of wins, But I wonder if there isn't kind of a dangerous underpinning to this team if I'm LSU in terms of trying to go and win something. I wonder if I'm not deep enough in pitching, if I went too much flash up top and not enough depth at the bottom. Yeah, the depth may be an issue late in the year. Now, as you get to Omaha, the depth does not become an issue because everything is so spread out. But winning a regional and winning a super regional, and hey, let me tell you this. We said this when it happened. When you build the all-star team, then all of a sudden it comes down to crunch time. 
how are they going to respond? Now, let me tell you, Dylan Cruz, who was a guy who had been there, a guy who is used to playing at LSU, he has performed exactly like you think he could have played this year. I mean, he has responded in every way. Paul Skeens, out of all the busts out there in the transfer world, Paul Skeens has been the guy as advertised probably even better. But you kind of wonder, when it gets down to crunch time and with all the th- everything that was put in to molding this roster, I mean, they lost two out of three last weekend on the road at Auburn. Just how much pressure these guys are going to have on them. It's going to be interesting to see. And isn't that the thing? You look here and we've, we've now raved against these guys like they're the 28 Yankees. They're 16-7 and seven in the league. They're beatable, just not on Friday. And it goes back to what we talked about opening this show, the idea of throwing Evan Sieri out there in game one. Look, this is a series, let's just be honest, Mississippi State's got to find its way in this SEC tournament somehow. you got to get a win to do that. I think if I'm trying to find that win, there will be some people who don't like it. There will be some people who turn on the TV tomorrow. And, look, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you the final of this thing. Odds are outstanding, outstanding that we get 10-run ruled. I hope we don't. We probably will. But at the end of the day of trying to win a game this weekend, that's probably the best approach. Yeah, if I'm trying to run a half marathon, right? If I'm if if I if Bart Gregory is trying to win of a half marathon, I want you to put me against somebody that I got a chance against. Throwing me out there against, you know, Brandon McBride, who, you know, won the 800 in the Olympics or played uh, ran in the Olympics. I got no chance. Now, I'm not saying we ain't got a chance in the game tonight. I'm just saying the odds are against us, Charlie. No, they certainly are. LSU, just looking around league statistics, uh, the highest batting average in the team. They're about sixth in the league in ERA. I mean, this is a good baseball team. They're not invincible, but they are significantly better than are we. Um, but – that primarily relates to the ball game that's going to be played tonight. Saturday, I don't know, because here's what I'll say. Now that we've built these guys up and they're really good, here's what I'd say. Um, I really enjoyed watching Cade Smith pitch last weekend. And some people are going to say, how on earth are you telling me that you were fired up about Cade Smith? You know why? Because what I have been looking for this year is somebody that's just got some dog in them. And I'm telling you right now, I get it. If we were to make a list of the top 20 pitchers to come through Mississippi State, Cade Smith isn't on it. But what we got right now, Cade Smith's got as much dog as anybody we have. Yeah, he does. He kind of you know, fell behind the eight ball a little bit in the first inning last week, giving up the two-run home run early. But then he pitched well. You know, that's the whole thing is not only do you want Evan Sierra <laughs> to go out there tonight – I mean, you want him to eat some innings. I mean, you you have to have him eat a few innings in this game. Or let me ask you this, Charlie. Is tonight a night where you need to to eat innings, or is this a prototypical, we're going to throw a complete bullpen game, we're going to throw a Tuesday night game against Southern University on a Friday night against LSU? What would you do? I think I would be inclined to say, Evan, great moments are born from great – and, in fact – even greater moments are born from a coaching staff telling you, 
We'll come see in the six. Otherwise, don't look over here unless you've gone over 150 pitches. Then what I would do is I'd look down to the bullpen and I'd say to, to my man Tyson Harden, come on down, you got the next 150 pitches. Or until this thing is over, whichever comes first. I don't think I would go terribly deep in my staff with a bunch of ones because it only weakens the foundation that you have to pitch tomorrow. I think somebody's just got to take one for the team. I think Sierra's that guy. Yep, I completely agree with you. Hey, Charlie, we need to take a break. We'll come back. Hey, appreciate our friends at WFCA 107.9. Once again, playing the show each and every week. We get you ready for Mississippi State and the LSU Tigers later tonight down at Alex Box in Baton Rouge. And, hey, we're brought to you by our good friends at Heartland Catfish. Heartland producing the finest U.S. farm-raised catfish you can possibly want from the ponds all the way to your plate. Our good friends at Heartland over in the Mississippi Delta in Itabina, they service great restaurants around the south and it's nothing better than going down some back roads and one of those back roads great places is Shivers Creek Fish House in Panola, Mississippi. It's just south of Mendenhall, McGee, down in that area. It's down in Simpson County, southern Simpson County. And they also have another location in Crystal Springs, but you just can't beat that great catfish at Shivers Creek Fish House, Highway 43 South in Panola, P-I-N-O-L-A, the Panola in Simpson County. And it's brought to you by our friends at Heartland Catfish. Well, when Charlie and I come back, we'll take a look at our pitching matchups brought to you by Country Pleasing Sausage. That's on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Tracks Plus Deep Dig as Mississippi State takes on LSU tonight in Baton Rouge. Welcome back. We are on our Tracks Plus Deep Dig getting you ready for Mississippi State and LSU. I'm Charlie Winfield. He's Bart Gregory. Time now to take a look at our pitching matchups this weekend. Brought to you by our friends down at Cooper's Country Meat Packers, making that country-pleasing brand sausage. Bart, I sent out a picture last Friday. I was – actually, it was last Saturday. You and I didn't have that game. So I went out to the outfield, lit up a grill, and I started cooking some country-pleasing sausage we went a little off script this time. We went with pork and pineapple. That's what my wife likes. I went with the black pepper cheddar, which is the first time I've had that. And I am a fan. A lot of good stuff down at Country Please. You got pork and alligator, three cheese. That's one of my favorites. But lately I've seen crawfish and pork. The one I haven't tried, and I hope Henry Cooper will send me some. I want to try some of this habanero. So. Our friends at Country Pleasing Sausage bringing you our pitching matchups. We've already talked about the guy that's going to get things started for LSU in the ball game tonight. That's Paul Skeens. Um, well, he's dangerous. Um, he's good. He's going to be difficult to beat. Fair enough? Yeah, his numbers are just unreal. We were talking about it a minute ago. He's given up 16 runs, 14 earned, and 72 and two-thirds innings. And the big thing, once again, going back, a buck sixty-five, the opponent batting average. He's given up just four home runs in that ballpark where the ball flies, but 139 strikeouts compared to just 13 walks and 72 innings of work. Man, he's unbelievable. Bulldogs, of course, going to counter with Evan Sierra. And look, Sierra, 
the thing that Sierra has done for the most part is thrown strikes. The other thing I think I would say about Sierra is as young guys go, he has exhibited a willingness to compete. He has exhibited a willingness to fight. And, look, I'm not going to be fanciful here. The odds are stacked heavily against Evan Sierra, but I think he's a guy who is willing to walk into the fire and take one here, do the best he can. Yeah, I agree. And then you look at a couple right-handers in the game on Saturday, tomorrow, Cade Smith for us and then Ty Floyd for LSU, both those guys being named starters. Now, I I take a step back at 10,000 feet, Charlie, and the thing that I think about is how many right-handers that you're going to see this weekend for both pitching staffs, and then you start thinking about the left-handed hitters for each of these teams. You think of Trey Morgan, you think of Braden Joe Bear and a Cade Beloso for them, but then you think think of a Hunter Hines and you know got uh, Colton Ledbetter, and so man, you talk about a short porch and the ball really travels to right field. You you may see some home runs from left-handed hitters this weekend out to right field. You start to look at the splits. LSU hitting right-handers at two seventy-six, left-handers at two eighty-three. Actually, hitting left-handed pitching better than right-handed pitching. Uh, it's not the case for Mississippi State. Just 235 against left-handers, but a better 262 against righties. And here's the thing LSU has done, and this is going to be important for both the pitchers we've talked about. Against the leadoff guy, LSU, or rather as the leadoff guy, LSU getting on base 42% of the time, State just 350. But Mississippi State, comparatively, the Right-handed heavy presence favors them slightly. Yeah, and LSU under Wes Johnson, of course, Wes Johnson, the pitching coach at LSU. And one thing you know about Wes, you know, he believes in throwing fastballs up in the zone. And, I mean, he's a fastball, try to get up and gear up, weighted ball type guy. And, um, hey, you know, whatever you want to say about Wes, he's a guy that loves to pitch with velocity. And so – What's that old adage? It comes in fast and goes out fast. I mean, so if you run into one in that ballpark, then you've got a chance to to really, you know, jump out and hit some big time home runs. And so that's that's one of the things that stands out to me, especially with your left handed guys. Did you say weighted balls by chance? Well, it's kind of like uh, you start talking about the rumors and Marucci bats and things of that nature. I mean, uh, you know, there there are some pitchers, pitching coaches out there that. That, uh, that love weighted balls and uh, use those dramatically. And there are some doctors in the profession of uh, who deal with pitchers' arms who have written some really good articles about weighted balls. We will not get into that debate here on this show today. I'm just saying that uh, Wes Johnson is one of those guys that loves the weighted balls. I'll just say this. Uh, there are some who have complained who are in the business of doing those surgeries I think if I were an aspiring arm surgeon, I'd drop off a few business cards around that office, but I'll just leave it there. Um, okay, then we get to Sunday. Who who you see on Sunday? Well, both teams have listed TBA. I think for us, you probably see Landon Gartman. I would think you would see him as a starter. 
I think the changeup becomes a big pitch for Landon Gartman down there. I mean, you have to pitch down. <laughs> you can't leave anything up, especially Landon, especially when you get to the fourth, fifth inning in there. And, uh, hey, if, if you can get Sierra to throw a few innings in a game tonight, then maybe you can back in Gerangelo a little bit in the Sunday game. You know, LSU, when you get to Sunday, when you get to, you know, when you get past Skeens and Floyd, then all of a sudden they've got some decisions to make a little bit. I mean, you may see, it's, man, no telling. I mean, there's just different guys in here that really haven't pitched well all year long. I mean, they've, just, they've got a lot of guys. You know, Riley Cooper, everybody thought Riley Cooper, and he has been good out of the bullpen in previous years. He's a left-hander. Man, and he's really struggled this year. 20 appearances. Your know, team's hitting right at 300 against him. And he's given up 10 doubles this season, which is the most on the team, an ERA right at six. But so, yeah, you, you get past, you know, you get past Skeens and Floyd. I mean, you got a chance to score some runs. All right, that's a look at our pitching matchups brought to you by Country Pleasing. Now it's time for our two guys who can kill you. Bart, normally I'll let you go first, but I'm going to take my guy this time. And my guy is Dylan Cruz. Uh, this is a guy we talk about the transfer world, but Dylan Cruz is a guy who's been there. He's hitting 457. He could go two for five, and his batting average would go down. It's Dave Magadan kind of stuff. 13 home runs. Dylan Cruz is my guy who can smoke you. Yeah. Two guys that can smoke you, brought to you by two brothers. You got the easy one in Dylan Cruz. I could be very easy right here and say Paul Skeens. He's a guy that can smoke you. He's smoked a bunch of different people this year. But I'm going to say Tommy White. Tommy Tanks, as they call him. 17 home runs on the season. He's a guy, when you get past Cruz, it can really hurt you. Putting guys on base in front of guys like Cruz and, T- and Tommy White and Trey Morgan. You know, Gavin guys hit 12 home runs this year. You can't put guys on base. I'm going to settle in with Tommy White as my player that can smoke you. Those two players can smoke you. Brought to you by our friends at Two Brothers Smoke Meats on University Drive in Starville. You can't beat anything there at Two Brothers. Great people watching on University Drive. The food is just outstanding. Get the patty melt or the burger. I mean, step away from the wings. You know what, they get, you get, what you got there. But I'm telling you, the burger and the patty melt. First class, Charlie. Hey, last question for you, Bart. If you walk the nine-hole hitter like five times on a weekend, does he smoke you or do you smoke them? Just ponder that as we look forward to this weekend. So Bulldogs on the road down in Baton Rouge playing LSU. It's, um, well, we're going to try to win one. So that's what we're up to. Hey, maybe uh, think tomorrow for that. He's Bart Gregory. I'm Charlie Winfield. We're going to be back with you on Sunday for our Sunday coffee brought to you by Strange Brew. Until then, you've been listening to our Tracks Plus Deep Dig. <laughs>